0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Get Off My Lawn podcast. My name is John. I will be your host tonight. Like I always say, it's my show, so I get to host it. Uh, We're going to have some fun tonight. And uh, you know what? Um, Before we get too far into anything, we're just going to go ahead and put everybody up on the screen here so you get to see uh, some other smiling faces. We, uh, We gave the usual suspects the night off. So uh, those that are normally on the screen with me, hopefully we'll uh, hold it down out there in the chat. You guys can still uh, heckle us. You just can't heckle us on screen out there. But if you are watching live, please get those comments in. We want to see those. If you have questions for Rick or Amanda, then uh, let us know what those are as well. And uh, as long as they pertain to to the topic at hand or, or whatever the conversation has moved to, we can get those up on the screen. Uh, of course, uh, just like always, we want to uh, there we'll put that up on the screen too. Um, we want to make sure that everybody is subscribing to the channel or or following on Facebook. Please, the biggest thing I can ask for help right now is just mash that share button, everybody, and help us grow. And if you have to uh, get a hold of us and, and it's too late to uh, to leave a comment or or you want a, a response, not just a comment on the video, which you can do even after the fact, you can always email us, empire at gmail.com. And uh, it's it's not being cocky or prideful if it's true. So we're building an empire. Uh, also, again, I keep putting this up. I'm going to just let that run underneath everybody all, all night. Uh, we want to go live on Rumble. We're Facebook and YouTube right now. And uh, I want to be able to go live on Rumble, but I can't do live things on Rumble until I get to at least 25. So we need some help over there. If you're on Rumble, please go find Sandhills Media and uh, subscribe. And then it is just rumble.com slash user slash Sandhills Media to get to us over there. Also, we're part of the Self-Defense Radio Network, and that's a really cool place where you can go find all kinds of cool podcasts about uh, guns and and freedom and just all kinds of neat stuff that uh, patriotic people care about. You can see some cool shows like uh, the Polite Society podcast and Eye on the Target radio over there, and uh, you get all of the Amanda Suffolk you can handle uh, every week right? from those, and there's all all kinds of good stuff over there. So go check out uh, self Defense radio network sdrn.us and of course tonight's show is brought to you by sandhills defense northeast nebraska's uh well one of the newest uh firearms instruction companies which is uh mine so uh it's nice now to be able to actually uh, not have to go ask for other sponsorships to uh to come to the show and i don't feel quite so bad if i mouth off i'm not uh, reflecting on anybody but myself and one last thing, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individual expressing them. Do not reflect any uh, the views of any of our sponsors or the other panelists. Uh, and we're not offering any legal or medical advice, which we probably won't get into much here. But uh, oh, hold on. Yeah, I was
1: wondering if you were going to introduce
0: the dog. Well, she's kind of busy right now. Her name is Liberty and uh, couldn't think of a better thing to name Named the puppy dog when we got her a couple years ago. So I thought, yeah, that'll work. Her middle name is Belle, with an E, Liberty Belle. So, all right. Um, And you can't see her because she never wants to be on the camera, but my beautiful bride is in the producer's chair over there, holding it down out there in the chat. So uh, you know how this works, guys. She does the typing while I do the talking because I can't multitask. So I can either uh, handle the comments or I can talk. I can't do both at once. So uh, who's out there tonight so far? We've got g out there, 10X Shooters, My Beautiful Bride, Sandhill Sweetheart, uh, Jeff Moller's out there. I don't see any Facebook comments yet. If you're watching on Facebook, get those comments rolling. We want to see that you are there because it says that uh, at least one of you out there is watching from Facebook. So uh, all right. So we're just going to kind of jump into this and, and uh, we've got... Two guests with us. Uh, First of all, we will introduce the lady who is uh, on the bottom of the screen. Amanda Suffolk is uh, running for a position for NRA Board of Directors. Amanda, how are you?
2: Hi, I am well.
0: Good, 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 good. Um, That got a little roboty just there. I'm not sure. Hopefully it clears up.
2: Maybe it will, and maybe, I
0: don't know. Uh, I'm
2: having a day.
0: It's got a buzz. We already had to swap out the computer and the regular headset for a phone so i'm not sure what's up we will do our best here um also running for a position on the nra board up on the top right corner of the screen we've got rick Ector with us how are you sir
1: i am doing great man glad to be here glad to meet you and of course glad to always see amanda how you doing amanda
2: okay. I'm, I'm doing good so I'm in Florida, so what could be bad about that? That's
0: awesome. Yeah, well,
1: you know what? It's not bad here. Here, we're we're getting temperatures in the 40s, 50s. So for February, we're doing pretty darn good here in Detroit.
2: Take it. So how's my, how's my volume, or is it really screwed up?
0: No, it's good. I'm just uh, trying to find, find out. From- I'm hearing a little buzz from both of you now. Are you guys out there? If it's just me, that's fine. If it's going out in the... In the feed to everybody, let me know out there in the comments, uh, everybody, if you would, because um, I don't know what's going on. But hopefully we uh, hopefully we do OK here. Anyway, we're going to keep pushing on because we, we want to get the word out about these two crazy kids who are running for a spot on the board of directors. So I want each of you to get a chance to just explain uh, why it's important to you to be uh, to be voted in for uh, board of directors for NRA. And then uh, after that, we're going to talk a little bit about why it's important that uh, we still have people that want to run to be part of that board. So uh, again, we will be uh, we'll be chivalrous. Amanda, we'll let you lead off. Why uh, why did you decide you wanted to to take a spot on that board?
2: Well, it's been on my list for for quite a while. You know, the NRA has has existed for more than 150 years, and I am from a family that is has a long time history with the NRA. My grandfather was a life member. My mother was a life member, um, you know, so, and and I too am and have been for a while. So as I retired from my, from my day job of engineering, it's like, well, you know, the NRA needs to make it another 150 years and they can only do that with driven, motivated people who help, um, who help kind of guide it. And um, right now with the, New York lawsuits and and the like, it's uh, going through a rough patch. And so it, as it comes out of that, it's going to need, it's going to need people who understand business and understand P and L's and understand growth and understand employee retention and, um, and employee replacement. So, so I think that those are skills that I bring and that are going to be very needed for the NRA, um, as, as we
0: go forward. no, well, Very important. Um, so, all right, Rick, why did you make the decision that you wanted to be part of the NRA board? You know what? I
1: did not go into uh, this whole proposition with this being a goal. It's kind of like uh, Alice in Wonderland, man. You know, you just minding your business. And next thing you know, you fall down a rabbit hole. And you just kind of see where this whole thing takes you, where it goes. You know, I have a, uh, at least I think it's interesting. My, uh, my background is that, uh, approximately almost 20 years ago, man, uh, Michigan went, uh, shall issue from being uh, discretionary as it relates to issuance of concealed pistol licenses. And, uh, I wasn't really into gun culture, you know, really, you know, basically I got the speech from my elders. It's like, Hey, you're, you're married, you're, you're a parent, you're, you're now a homeowner, you know, go get a 12 gauge shotgun and defend your home. And I wasn't really big on, uh, you know, guns and, and all of that, man. But, uh, You know, lo and behold, it was like maybe only a few short years after that, I got robbed in my driveway after coming home from work. And uh, it literally opened my eyes to a lot of things that were going on, you know, not only in my community here in Detroit, but across the state and across the country. You know, I used to hear people talking about this Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms and, and why it was so important wasn't even on my radar. And uh, Michigan of course was shell issue. And I was seeking all sorts of information about gun ownership, you know, carrying a pistol and and getting a license and what that meant and and how to do it. And and there was such an overabundance of bad information that was out there. It was like information coming from my community and the local government. It was all set up to discourage me i even went down to uh the uh local police station because of course here in michigan we still have handgun registration that's a long story in of itself if you're interested about the history of gun control in, in detroit and the state of michigan proper i can definitely give you a lecture on it but uh i i was asking the police officers at the station i said well uh what do i need to do to get a concealed pistol license And they basically stopped doing what they were doing and their whole attitude changed. And they really just scoffed at me, man, and told me it was a bad thing to do. And I was just going to make our community worse. And, you know, just chalk up that robbery to it just being a bad situation and just move on. But uh, I followed that rabbit hole, man. I went and got my concealed pistol license anyway. I got turned on to gun rights activism. I started following this guy i went to a web browser and i was thinking of myself when i typed in these words i i put in quotes this following phrase i put in black man with a gun right and <laughs> lo and behold i find Blanchard on the internet man and so i started devouring all of his stuff and then i started following his podcast I, I met up with him at the gun rights policy conference that year And that's when I really got the bug for activism and wanting to uh, spread, you know, this whole idea of the right to keep and bear arms, the Second Amendment and personal protection. Of course, I was already an instructor. Uh, I I witnessed the story on my local newscast about a woman's body being found in the street after she had been raped, assaulted and killed. So what did I what did I do? I just started talking with local friends about how could we make a difference. And we decided that what we were going to do was have a a free shooting event for women. They just had to show up, man. They just had to just bring a positive attitude. We'd have the gun range. We'd have earplugs, shooting glasses, guns, ammo. And I thought I was going to train a thousand women, right? (laughs) That would take 10 years, but you know, that first iteration, it was only 50, but, uh, we got it done. And, uh, lo and behold, twelve years later, i I've trained almost a thousand women with just free shooting lessons, you know, at this, this event that we do, man. And, uh, I feel like in a difference. And, uh, I was approached and asked to be on the outreach committee with the NRA. And I've done that. This is my fourth year. And then, uh, you know, just meeting and making contacts. I had no idea that I would be approached to, uh, submit my information to be on the NRA Board of Directors. But uh, I felt it was an honor. I felt that I could share some of the things that I've learned in my travel and in my journey. And if I can help other people empower themselves, particularly women and and other minorities across the country, you know, I'm willing to do my part. Of course, we have a lot of things that uh, as an organization that we have to face. But uh, I'm willing to get in, pull up my
0: sleeves and uh, go to work. Very cool. Yeah, uh, for those of you that don't know, Rick's got a, a – it's grown to be a quite a huge event now. Uh, this last year, how many ladies came through your, your training event? Last
1: year, I mean, you know, we, we've made 1,300, but, uh, you know, it's a it's, it's steady growth. The one year 2020 was just an aberration in so many facets of our lives, man. Yeah. You know, the whole city, the whole metro area was shut down. And, and we were told to stay in the house. And, you know, wear all sorts of PPE, personal protection equipment. And uh, I gave people something to do on that one day. I gave them a place to go, shoot guns and learn about, you know, a little bit about personal protection and self-defense. And uh, over 1,200 women showed up. It was officially a thing. And then next, the year after that, I was thinking, hey, we did two thousand. Let's do four thousand. Nope. We went back to our our model of steady growth, and uh, we're looking to, to hit fifteen hundred this year. Yeah. Well, unless of course something else happens. I don't know what what else could get us monkeypox. Pox? Uh what else is out there? Do not don't, jinx don't us. Don't even ask. <laughs> oh wait, we'll, wait, 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 we'll wait. We out. have these. These balloons that no one seems to know anything about—the alien balloons. Oh, yeah, so, I was waiting for some
0: genetically engineered super virus, like herpaganosyphilades or something like that, that starts sweeping through people that you know that's airborne or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll digress. Um, so uh, no, I I wish that we could have made it out there to uh, to Detroit this year um, as an instructor. I really really. What you doing this year, uh, dude? We gotta see we got to see I- You're a firearms instructor. Hey, all yes, hands
1: on deck. Let me tell you, Man. In the aftermath of doing this event, there's so many things that, that you can get out of it. One, you're actually doing a great thing. Right. And you get like that warm and fuzzy feeling. You ever had that warm and fuzzy feeling oh, yeah. and oh, you yeah. ever have someone come up to you and say, thank you. And tears are coming out of their eyes. They're like, I didn't think that I could do this. Yep. And you helped me. Thank you thank you, thank you. You know, you get to meet your counterparts from all over the country. I've been fortunate and blessed with fellow trainers such as Amanda, you know, and Rob come up to uh, Michigan and help out. You know, Michigan, you know, Ohio is like right next door. You know, Mm -hmm. we put put aside that Michigan, Ohio thing, right? You know, Michigan, Ohio actually went to war, you know.
2: That sports thing, yeah. We
1: gave... We gave them the city of Toledo, and they gave us the whole Upper Peninsula compensation. Best <laughs> deal
0: ever made, right? <laughs> no, you don't have to convince me to to want to be out there, man. It's it's strictly a uh, strictly just a logistical opposite, you know, problem. So we'll we'll see if we can get those worked out or not. Um, yes. get get the I, date
2: I, and schedule it because it it is very much well worth your it's, time. It's
0: definitely on the to-do yeah. list. But if yeah. I don't see you out there in Detroit, hopefully you you'll go to GRPC. We are planning on uh making it to that this year. So that might be the one Good. thing I I get to go to nationwide this year. Anyway, let's go back to let's go back to you guys now. Um I want to know exactly um I guess I've got questions, and some of these are questions that are mine. Some of these are questions that I've heard asked, um, just kind of generally across the the interwebs. But uh, you know, as as one of you mentioned, now I mean the the NRA kind of has some problems. I think both of you have, had mentioned that or alluded to that. Uh, so what I really would like to to just get your take on a couple different things. Um, and uh, first and foremost. You know, it, it's been said that the, the board of directors has basically been neutered and doesn't have a whole lot of real power. Um, and, you know, most of the problems could be fixed if if that changed. But what do you guys, if somebody says that to you or asks you about that, um, what do you tell them, Amanda?
2: Well, I think that one of the things I want, I want people to really think about is that, is that the NRA is the largest organization out there, that in in this thing, where because I, when you say you're running, the things you hear back are pretty pretty amazing and pretty diverse and pretty pretty all over the place. Sure. But so so people are making disparaging remarks about the NRA. They're making disparaging remarks about you know about certain individuals within it, about the lawsuits, you know, all kinds of stuff. So so a couple of things I want you to think about is the fact that the Brady campaign. And Moms Demand and all of those have been for for quite a while using their resources to try to take down the NRA. And so some of them are the legal resources, the other ones are PR resources. So right now there's a lot of PR that's going into why do we need the NRA and and all of of that. And then remember that the NRA had, I kind of call it a divorce they had a marketing and PR firm that they'd been using for 40 years and they're no longer using. And as New York decided to sue the NRA, they, they were looking. the NRA was looking for information that only the PR firm had. And as they asked for it, the PR firm said no. Um, and so, so, so you've got to think of what's happening with that almost as if the NRA and the PR firm were a couple that's getting a divorce and they're fighting for custody of the children and we're the children. So every one of the voting members is is part of, of the the family that they want to sway to their direction, whichever direction that is. And so a lot of these questions are things that I can't say. Oh yeah, I'm going to do this, or oh yeah, I'm going to do that, because I don't believe I don't believe a lot of them are 100% based in fact. There's so much PR spin on everything that I wanted to see the data. I want to see I want to see the in, true information and what I can say is that I'll make decisions based on facts and information and data and not on PR and not on somebody just saying what are you going to do about this or what are you going to do about that because I think that I think that there's a lot of moving pieces to this. So I know that that makes some people mad because they want a commitment the other part I'm going to tell you is that if anybody runs for the board and the first thing that they do is say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to chop that person out of the organization, they're not going to get a chance to because then the, the rest of the board is going to close rank. You'll not get a committee assignment. You'll not get a seat at the table. You'll not get to interact and talk and even get to the data to make informed decisions. You will be there, but you won't. And if you want to know how, I know that. Ask Frank Tate how it's been since the first of the year until until he's, his his um, assignment on the board is over. And um, you know, it's been it's been extremely difficult for him. In it's extremely difficult for me watching how how somebody when when the rest of the herd has singled them out to to ignore them, how that is. I mean, because empathetically I have a I have a hard time with that. Um you know there there's I there we're all in this together. We're all headed in the same direction. And for somebody who says that I'm gonna put it out there that you know there are people who say that Wayne Lapierre yeah. is they and they say all kinds of Of bad things. This is a guy who's led the organization for a very long time, and all of a sudden, it it flipped. I want to know the what's and the where's and the why's. That's what I want to know. Let me toss it to Rick.
1: You covered a lot of ground, and you know what? (laughs) I'm trying to... I want to phrase a response that doesn't echo and merely, you know repeat everything that you said, I, I will say this, that uh, I felt uh, privileged and honored to serve on a committee. And as by doing that with the outreach committee, one of the things that I've been able to do is to sit in on a lot of the other committees and what they were doing. And it gave me a, a better, fuller appreciation of all the many things that the organization does. And in doing that You know, it's a very collegial atmosphere, at least from my vantage point, that I get to make connections and and speak with people. You know, a lot of times when you're in a a lot of uh, different organizations, whether it's an organization such as the NRA or whether it's uh, out in corporate back in my former life as a uh, engineer uh, with uh, what used to be known as corporation, you know, a lot of it is uh, figuring out who you are, where you are, and what your role is, uh, getting along with uh, people within the organization, figuring out what you can do, what you can't do. And then once you get your feet up under you, then you can plot a course as to how you can best act in the best interest of the organization. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't know because I'm not on the board and because I haven't been part of... Uh, a lot of privileged conversations and and had a lot of uh uh background in terms of the who what where when why and and all of that but what i can say is that uh when i am elected to the board i will uh dutifully uh exercise uh my involvement in the organization and i personally will keep the membership uh First and foremost in my mind, and that I will look to learn uh, how the board actually operates. I will get to know more of my uh, fellow board members and what it is that we need to do collectively to move forward. There are a lot of things that that are going on that I'm not privy to. And, you know, the thing that I hate, and you know, I hate when people ask me a question and they want a very specific answer but you know to be honest at this point in time I don't have you know uh, any information to really share mm-hmm. all I can tell you is that I'm going into this whole proposition with my eyes wide open and I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to learn and I'm ready to work for the best interests of the organization I'm looking to work with uh, my fellow uh, members who are on the board I've met quite a few but there's uh, quite a few more that i do not know but uh i'm looking to make a huge contribution to the organization for the members at large of 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 the organization you know as i was campaigning you know i didn't know how to campaign to be on the board of directors you know there's no manual if there is everyone's hiding it from me and you know i i don't have it right Mm -hmm. and so all I all I could basically do was leverage some of the uh, relationships I've had, particularly in the gun community, many relationships outside of the gun community that I may have with various people. That's not going to do me you know, a bit of good with uh, campaigning to be on the board of directors of the NRA. Right. And uh, I, I tried to do it to my best ability at, at all levels, at the national level uh, various different organizations, uh, across, you know, the country, you know, one, uh, give a shout out to my friends over at, uh, Florida carry, you know, those guys, they always, uh, have a lot going on down there. I was, I was kicking myself that I wasn't able to make their annual camping trip. You know, that's where people go camp in the state of Florida in either February or March. And we all pretend like it's not cold in Florida, even though the sun is shining. But, uh, you know, I, and I want to keep doing that and I want to keep building alliances with other gun rights organizations and other people in the organization. I want to work within the organization proper. But, uh, man, in terms of how the board actually works and operates, I'll be completely honest. You know, my job when, I'm, when I win and when I'm installed as a board member is that I will have a lot of ground to make up and I will do it to the best of my ability to act in the best interests of the organization.
0: And that's, I think, the most anybody could ever ask of, of you as a as a board member or, or anybody else on the board. I like that. Um, so I had, uh, it's been a couple of years ago now, we had an episode of this show where, uh, and it, I know it was back when Trump was still president, but I had even said, um, you know, at the time, the, the NRA, despite all of the disparaging comments or, or feelings, I guess, animosity towards uh, the organization. I, I even had said at the time, um, you know, they may not be the hero we deserve, but they're the hero we need, the NRA and, and Trump both at the time. And uh, I still think that's true because Amanda, you hit it on the head, Moms Demand or any of those other groups, they they always name the NRA. I have yet to hear any of those groups when they're they've got a you know a microphone and a tv camera trained on them mention gun owners of america or firearms policy coalition second amendment foundation any of the other big nationwide groups they're just not very well known and it just when i talk to you know john q public most of them aren't aware that there are other nationwide groups out there either everybody knows the nra and so they uh, the NRA is big enough to I, I call them a punching bag. They can absorb those blows, and and they're not going anywhere. But but we need them because as long as as uh, uh, every, moms demand action in every town and and all of, you know Giffords, as long as they're focusing on on the big boogeyman NRA that kind of takes a lot of heat off those other organizations to essentially work behind the scenes in the courts. Right. So um, I'm not saying that NRA doesn't help. I know that uh, NRA ILA is very active across the country. Um, our regional rep here uh, comes out of Kansas city and I mean, Kelvin's a great guy. We, we love the heck out of him up here. It, it's, it's nice since Kelvin came along, it's nice to actually see the NRA come up to Lincoln when we have gun bills that are heard in committee um, or even when, when they make it out to a, uh, you know, an actual debate to the full Senate here uh, Kelvin shows up and, and it's awesome now that we have representation because there used to be a rep that uh, um, from what I was told had a, an office not too far down the road from the Capitol building there in Lincoln who never, never showed up. Now, I think they, they contracted, they weren't actually employed by, <laughs> NRA, ILA. But at the same time, I mean, they're getting a lot of stuff done. People don't know what all happens there either. Um, I agree that there's a lot of stuff that people aren't aware of that happens. Uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happens in every organization. But again, the the NRA is big enough to to be that punching bag. So they may not be the hero we deserve right now, but we they're still the hero that we need because again, they're the ones that get that get picked on, right? They yeah. they've got the lawsuits against them.
2: Can I address that a little bit? Because yes. I think um, there's a couple things. One is um, I've been endorsed by both Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America, and by Alan Gottlieb from Second Amendment Foundation, because they too see that there is a there is a need for for all of these organizations and for us to work together. Headed in the same direction, the NRA was involved in the in Bruin in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, and all of the amazing things that have happened happened with it. Um, you know, and when you talk about the size of the NRA compared to the other organizations, the NRA the NRA fundraises and brings in, and then disseminates and, and sends back out about three hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Um, that makes them at, at the smallest, 10 times bigger than the next largest mm-hmm. organization. This is a Second Amendment organization. Mm-hmm. The fact that the NRA has been there for 150 years makes them the longest running. And so those two things, the size and longevity, both of them put them in, in the catbird seat in playing. And if they take the hit, that allows the state organizations mm-hmm. the cover to be able to do some of the more nimble footed things that they need to do. And at the same time, the NRA is, is in some cases, many cases, the NRA, SAF, are funding those nimble things to happen. And so you'll see when you see who's on an amicus brief or who's on the bill to begin with, who's gathering people that have standing, the NRA is, is right in there. And um and you nailed it when you talked about your rap. The NRA really is only as good as the people who are out there yeah. standing for it, talking about it. And right now, while it's under fire, there's so many who have just stopped talking about them. And that's uh and that that allows the red shirts to win. Yeah. And um and we can't have that.
0: Nope. Absolutely. They uh, every time gun bills come through, even Lincoln. Out here in Nebraska. And for those of you that didn't know, there is a state called Nebraska right in the middle of the nation. And not a lot of folks know that we're here. We <laughs> kind of like it that way. But uh hey, hey, we did, did, are... did
1: that did that did that did balloon fly over Nebraska or did it miss you guys? Part of it,
0: yeah, part of Nebraska, I believe, did get some balloon fly over there. Uh we've got uh, uh some missile silos and, and stuff ah. like that in, in certain parts of the state, and of course, uh Strategic Air Command is located there in Omaha. So I don't know if Omaha got to fly over from the balloon or not, but, uh, but yeah, there there's, you know, all those Western States, that path of that balloon, you can't tell me that was drifting on the wind currents. There's a lot of missile silos out across South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, those areas. Uh, There's some intel to be gathered out there. I'm sure that apparently the satellites, I don't know. I thought that China had spy satellites. I don't know why they had to resort to a balloon, but uh whatever worked it sure uh, sure got some attention so if nothing else it's an attention getter um so uh now i had i had some other questions and now i've completely forgotten what they were um so uh we might not have a, a super long episode um but that's okay oh i know what one of the questions i, I wanted to ask um is uh how many positions are coming up on the board? Or or is it something that the whole board has to get reelected every so often? How does that work on there?
1: I, I know the answer to that one. Let me take nope. this one. I know okay. the answer. There are 75 seats that have three-year terms. Okay. And one-third of them are up every year. Now, there is also a 76th member who is elected at the annual meeting.
0: 76. Okay. So there are 25 seats available right now. So you're not running against each other. Hmm. You're running side by side. No, we're, I mean, it's those.
1: like the top 25 of uh, top 25 mm-hmm. vote getters. Right. So, so we're uh,
2: only running. Amanda, you're a math guru. What
1: is, what is that called? What we're is that running, called? The top. I, music?
2: I don't, I don't know, but we're only running against each other. If one of us is 25 and one of us is 26, That's right. then we're running against each other. But otherwise, no, you know, it's, and so it is, what is it? Ranked choice. Is that what that's called? You know, to try to get them up there. What happens is that, you know, we believe that both Rick and I are out, or I believe that both Rick and I are out there in the public a lot. We're talking mm-hmm. to people. We're interacting with people. We're doing good things that people can see. I mean, between Rick's um, ladies shooting event that has such a creative name that everybody will remember it forever. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, my involvement in both Eye on the Target Radio, the DC Project, the Conceal Carry Fashion Shows, you know, it's stuff that people know and remember. So I think that we both have a really good chance of being on the board a really good chance. So the second thing is, is really where do we fall in the, in the election process? Because I believe that, that um, committee assignments and who gets kind of dibs on the committees, then that is, that has to do with how many votes they got. Oh, the thing that we wanted to do, we do want to share is the fact that the ballots go out to lifetime members and annual members who are five years or more continuous membership and um they were in your february magazine so you need to go dig out that february magazine and the deadline is march 26th that it has to be in the nra's hands rick what do you want to add to that what did i miss
1: you uh you much nailed all the uh procedural things that uh people need to keep in mind when they vote uh in talking to various different people you know how they vote you know some people vote for everybody some people only vote for the names that they know or the people they met some people only vote for one person or you know i, I haven't yet heard of I mean, there's as many ways to vote as there are people. And however you vote, you know, the fact is that as a, as a voting eligible member that you have a say in who is representing the organization. And, uh, and and in that sense is very important Uh, in terms of what committee assignments uh, let's say, hypothetically, I might be on, you know, personally, at this point, it doesn't even matter to me because I consider it an honor to be a, a to be elected a director. All
0: right. I've got a couple more questions here. First off, G-Webs is out there watching and uh, I've been putting some of his comments up on the screen and I haven't been reading them. So if you're catching this later on the audio only version, you really owe it to yourself to to go find us on YouTube or Facebook or Uh, It'll be on Rumble. It'll be on Spotify as well. You can watch the video so you can see those. But G wants to know uh, what has been the most often asked question you get as you run for the board. Uh, So, Amanda, you lead off. They want to know
2: how do they stop the Dunning phone calls to ask for more and more money and donations to the NRA. That would probably be first and foremost the question that I've got. And I'm like, join as a life member and then tell them to stop communicating with you. And
0: it seems to work. Okay. But Rick, what question do you get the most?
1: I don't know if I've gotten one consistently solid, consistent question. Uh, You know, to be honest, man, it's like... uh, you know, I, I've been following you for years. Glad that you're running. You, you're gonna get it. It's a shoe in. And I'm like, okay, if you feel that way, you obviously have never campaigned and run. I mean, just thinking about this whole camp, this whole process of campaigning, right? I mean, it's not like you have a budget. You have a staff. I mean, it's like go out there and get votes, right? And it's
0: like. Uh,
2: yeah, and you need okay, 50,000 and
0: so- 50,
2: votes across the country of people you don't even know who they are.
0: Hey, now you guys are in luck. Now that you're on this that show, end,
1: to, that end, to that end, to that end, I am especially appreciative of uh, of being on programs and podcasts and shows such as this to have an opportunity to familiarize myself with people who will come across it. Everyone that is either watching now or they'll get a notification that you just published another episode. Google will probably grab it and throw it all over, you know, cyberspace and uh, you know, people will see it and and hopefully it at least get the word out so that mm-hmm. voters can at least match a person or the vibe or the feeling that they got when they actually,
0: Heard either right. he or she speak when they were on the program. It's not just a, a name on a magazine page somewhere. nope that makes perfect sense. And and I was I was gonna say too that uh, you know not to brag, but we're kind of a big deal here. Every week this show goes out to tens of people. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If I can get even one of you one more vote, then then I will. Uh, I'll be happy. So that leads into my question. Uh, because wait wait wait, wait. Uh,
1: make sure you tell everyone to push the like button. Isn't that what all the podcasters do? They say push yes, the like, like button, share, comment, like and button. subscribe.
0: Uh, those, those are the four things you got to do. And then uh, then if it's on, if you're on uh, YouTube, after you subscribe, then you got to click that little bell icon and tell it to give you all the notifications, so that you get notified every time we uh, every time we put one of these up here. Uh, or every time I, I decide I'm dabbling with cutting the little short videos now and putting those up. So, uh, okay, so so my question, and let me just kind of preface this, um, yeah. due to all of the, the flurry of stuff that's buzzing around the interwebs, and yes, some of it's not true, some of it probably is a little bit true, and I don't know how to discern what's what, so I just have not been a member for several years now. And, uh, so I want each of you to give me your most compelling reason, um, why I should become a member. I will save money on my local range dues as a member. Um, but I've been even balking at that because if I'm going to spend more money, you know, it's, it's pay the NRA a membership or pay the range about that same amount extra in dues. So, you know, the money stays local that way. So uh, I want to know your most compelling argument. Uh, or encouragement, I should say for, for me uh, and Sand Hill sweetheart, why should we become NRA members? And Rick will let you lead off this one.
1: Let me let me just let me just jump and take that one first anyway. Um, you know, for me, you know, and, and I gave a little bit of, of my bio when I opened up you know the, the, the appearance today. You know, for me, it's just knowing that there is a gun rights organization out there that's fighting for our right to keep and bear a firearm. And and when I look at my own individual story, you know, I was ambivalent to guns, man. I had a 12-gauge shotgun in case, you know, here in this part of the country in Detroit, man, someone, a complete stranger might actually kick in your door to molest your property. You know, that's just something that could really happen here, that I had a gun and that there's an organization that's out there fighting for me to keep that gun, even though I I had no desire at that moment to cherish it and to let alone to, to advocate for it and to ask my other fellow citizens to do it. But the whole point is that it was there when I was ready for it. And one of the consequences of elections, uh, not a few months ago, you know, we took a beating when I say we, the pro gun folks, you know, we took a beating here in the state of Michigan and every branch of government, I mean, every branch of state government is controlled by the anti-gun party. And, uh, we're going to have our hands full fighting those devils, man, because, uh, Some of the things that I'm hearing is red flag laws and uh, universal background checks and mandatory storage, you know. So, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, if any of your listeners uh, catch this broadcast before uh, Sunday morning, 915 Eastern, I'll be on yet again a local TV show. I've been hitting a local TV show in Detroit to do the pro-gun side of things. So every time they say something that's just flat out not true, I'm there to actually tell them what the laws actually mean or what the verbiage in that proposed legislation that they're pushing, what does that mean? Like red flag laws. Oh, we're going to protect the public. No, you're talking about disenfranchising people of their due process and convicting them in silence if you don't kill them when you raid their home during the pre-dawn hours and then force them to go out and hire a criminal defense attorney i mean it is the most outrageous ridiculous concept ever and it really sends a chill down my spine that there are some states who actually advocate for this tomfoolery but uh you know what? To be part of an organization to push back against that stuff, man, and to witness all of the states who are now going constitutional care, you know, that's the direction we need to be going, but uh yep. Yeah, I'm getting my blood pressure up. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so so you said this coming Sunday morning, so that will be February uh 19th, 2023, just in case somebody's watching this years down the road. Um so uh yeah, I tell you what, um, it is—it's an amazing thing to be part of a group. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm on the board of directors for Nebraska Firearms Owners Association, uh, which is our state level group, and uh, just the—the the things that I get to be part of. Um, and it's—it's it's not that any of it's my doing. I kind of feel like I'm along for the ride, and—and and sometimes I use uh, this same program that we're on right now, broadcasting to—to to do broadcasts for them. That's kind of my contribution and I make some, some Facebook posts. That's about it right now. But uh, it's awesome to be part of it. I understand exactly where you're coming from there, Rick. Um, And uh, to be, you know, part of a group that, that does the same kind of thing in all 50 States. I mean, that's, that's even, you know, just, just that much bigger. Um, So Amanda, what would you tell me would be the, you know, compelling reason to to give the NRA my dues this year?
2: Well, I tell folks that, that, I, I'm going to give you the advice that I follow. So I'm going to tell you where I spend my dollars. Okay. And so I am a life member of the NRA, the Second Amendment Foundation, and then uh, then I'm a year to year member of my state organization. And I strongly suggest that people support in in that direction because the NRA, the heft and the strength that it has is the fact that it can say I have six million members. Um, but really, what it is is it it's it. The, the, the number of members has so much meaning to the elected officials in Congress and the Senate the, on the, the, at the national level. It really does, because every one of those looks like a vote. But to you and me, what that really means is you get a magazine, you get information, you get feedback to them. The NRA is, it's not about their, their millions of members. It is about the fact that they are the guy with the laser pointer and we're all the cats and they monitor all of the lawsuits and all of the things and let us know where we should get involved, where we should spend our time, how we should be focused. And that when they slide something into a creepy little bill that I mean, I know that. I know that somewhere out west, there there was a like a farm bill that then they put an anti-gun portion in. Yeah. They have a Safer's Community Act that they shoved in that we will bribe and pay every state to do red flag. You know the NRA tells us about that. So the, it's it's that that kind of thing that the NRA will give you that heads up and give you the advice and and give you some some pre-warning so that you can get involved, so you can go and testify, so you can stop it from happening in your community. But if you're involved on a state on a state level organization, you need to be involved with the NRA and SAF also. So so there is that. The second thing is is pay attention to, I mean, and the NRA and New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, and all of the other organizations that were involved in the amicus briefs that went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the changes that are going to come our way based on Bruin. Yeah. So, we are on the precipice of a huge change in national firearms laws. And so, right now, the anti gun folks are, you know, kind of like in an alligator death roll where they're grabbing something and thrashing around and making a lot of noise but they really don't have a lot of standing, but we've got to stand strong. Um, when you look at how many gun anti-gun bills that have been passed after 1791, and now the Supreme Court is gonna use that as a litmus test for history, text, or tradition as to whether those, those laws should stand or not, somebody's gotta be involved in, in ferreting them out, finding people with standing, line up the lawsuits and support those other organizations as they go to do it. Because I know that Firearms Policy Coalition is so darned active right now. Second Amendment Foundation is so darned active. Other, other organizations, GOA is so darned active, but the NRA is in, is in the background on, on many of those. And it's frankly their pocketbook that is helping that happen. And so so they all need to work as a team and we shouldn't throw hate or throw shade on one organization over another. Everybody's got their wheelhouse and right now they're doing amazing things with it. But we need the NRA to be that that big shield in the front and the NRA only has value if its numbers stay up.
0: Yeah. So no there there is a lot of uh how do I say this the right way? Um, when somebody from the NRA does go and testify before Congress, there's a lot of weight to bringing all of those members with them. And that's really what's happening. You've got 6 million people testifying all at one time there. So that makes a difference. It It's like that here in, in our state too, when, when NFOA's president gives a testimony on a bill on behalf of our members. I mean, you know, we've got... You know, we're pushing 30,000 people that support us right now. So um, across, you know, not just our state, but but across Mm -hmm. the country. And and yeah, um, shameless plug. If you want to help Nebraska become number 26 on the list of constitutional carry states, please go to NFOA website. That's NebraskaFirearms.org and uh you can help us with a little bit of financial help we don't solicit that from our members and we don't even have dues our members get to be members life members for free so uh, we're not asking for for uh, everybody's money or expecting it when they become a member but if you want to help support us and you live in a state that's already got constitutional carry and you want to help add to the list nebraska would love uh and nfoa would love some help to to get us across that finish line it's it's coming along but uh we can't let off the gas now. So, so do you uh, think
2: you're going to be 26 or 27? Because Florida is racing toward that same. They were testifying in Tallahassee when I was there last week.
0: Yeah. Um, I tell you what, ours is past the committee hearing. It's been voted out of committee and it will be headed to, in that in our state, I know we're different than the other 49, but it's got to face three three different filibusters now to get through so uh if nothing else if you don't want to send money please pray for nebraska out there all of you um because uh, i'm a huge believer in in that as well so hopefully this is our year um now uh woods has a great comment out there and this is very true as well Uh, the nra is our 2a battleship it's large and powerful and it's hard to change direction sometimes with something that big but we need the nra if you shoot at a range Chances are the NRA gave money for that, and that's why I just said you know the range that we're part of is the the dues are cheaper if you're a member, and and that's because uh, along with uh, how does this work? They explained it last year at the at the annual meeting. Um, the NRA gives a discount, I think, on the insurance, and if you if you shoot at a range, it's probably insured through NRA as well. And so, um, the, the range gets a discount on that insurance based on how many of their members are also NRA members. And, uh, so if, if you, uh, if you're not an NRA member, then you get to help pay for the difference that they pay on their, their range insurance. That's exactly what it comes down to. And it's almost the exact Mm -hmm. same amount of money. So, um, all right. And okay, my understanding is it's it's too late. If I join right now, it's too late to get a vote this year for you two, unless Correct. I become a life member, right? I would get Correct. voting privileges then. But after five years in good standing, I get a vote. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so in a couple of years, when your terms come back around, we want to keep you on the board if you want to stay there. So uh, let's see. I had one other thing that I wanted to... Oh. Yeah, Wood said no NRA, no public ranges, and that's pretty much true. Um,
2: yeah, I was just uh, I was just with uh, um, Holly Sullivan, the president of of CCDL, Connecticut Citizens Defense League, and the interesting thing was is that they just had one of their public ranges shut down for no for no explanation, no reason, and it's that kind of thing. And when you look at a anti gun state that's really pushing and struggling one losing one range has a huge impact to so many people. So there's, so there's going to be a fight and the NRAs in that fight.
0: I tell you what, if, uh, if the range that we're part of were to close down, um, we wouldn't probably be part of one because the cost would be prohibitive. The there's a couple that are actually closer than the one we drive to, but, uh, they're, i think a single membership is three or 350 a year and i'm not saying it's not worth it i'm saying that uh, that's not that's not something mm-hmm. that we've budgeted for when we can you know we can join for about what is it 55 dollars i think a piece mm-hmm. or it's less if we're nra members i think it's i think it's 30 to renew if we're nra members so uh so hey, yeah the gun know, foodie Patrick bootsy collins is on yeah, Patrick made it. Better late than never, dude. He uh, he missed most of the whole show. Um, we've got a few people joining us out there now. So yeah, if you're just joining, I'm sorry. We're not going to rehash everything that we talked about. Uh, G23 had a question about, you know, if you guys get elected to the board, what are you going to do uh, to make it worth the time for the people that voted? I think this whole episode has covered that. So I'm not going to make you go back and, and answer the same question again. But G twenty three, I would encourage you to, to go back and watch the the rest of the rest yeah. of the show that had happened before you jumped in here, and, and maybe you were out there and you just hadn't commented yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I don't think I see any other super pertinent questions. If I missed it, I'll give you last call to uh, to get those out there in the chat for questions. But otherwise we're just going to wrap things up. We've been going for just about an hour. I know we got started a little bit late, um, but, uh, but that's Amanda's. No, it's not Amanda's fault.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: it's one of those things where, you know, when I've got nothing planned, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And it's kind of a free for all night. Everything's great. But when I have actual people that have a message that they want to share with the whole world, that's the, that's when I have the gremlins. It's, it's, terrible, but that's how it works. Uh, Patrick is looking forward to having like-minded individuals like the two of you on the board of directors for NRA. So uh, uh, that is, yes, I think all of us that know you or know anything about you would, would agree with that sentiment. So Rick, we haven't uh, met in person or interacted much, but I know a lot about what I, you know, I've seen a lot about you in the last couple of years, um, and i I like everything that I see so so keep up that good work man and Amanda hey, man, we have thank Matt. you
1: I appreciate you sentiment yeah, is man. likewise and uh look I am pleading with you to come to Detroit.
0: yes, I will talk last with my financial officer. the CFO has to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> we will wait we wait, will wait, wait wait wait
1: she can come she can
0: come and we'll find something for her to do even oh, if she's we, not a firearms instructor many no, kids we're, make, make we're work. a team if i go she goes that's just the way it is that's why she's she's coming with me to, okay. to grpc um that, no that's that's not even in question so yeah. uh we just gotta we just gotta make it happen and i'm i haven't figured out this whole um get my uh get my viewers to to throw money into a, a kitty to to get us to detroit so if i don't know what the secret is i think partly it's just pride um i don't want to so
1: I'll make it on my
0: own steam or, or i don't get there so uh it's 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 got nothing to do with wanting to go although um I mean, again, I don't know. Do y'all have like a like a bulletproof car that you can pick I'm us? Telling up at the you, man, you cause... will
1: have so much fun, and your heart will be filled with so much appreciation I, of. A I know, job man. Well I know. I, honestly, the, one of the uh, things that I love is to watch all the synergies of everyone after the event. You know, you got individuals who are going on each other's shows after the event, and they're doing their own. Projects and it's just okay. great to watch all of that blossom and come forth. Like, uh, we've had, uh, man, it, it's just an awesome experience.
0: Well, and it's you know, Charlie Cook says this all the time that the first event that he went to, he wasn't really sure what to expect, and I don't even know what that event was. But you know, the people in our group kind of cross paths all across the country at different stuff, and uh he said, you know, the first one was, was cool. And it might've been GRPC. Uh, but then he went back the second year to whatever event he's talking about. And he's like, it's, it's family reunion time. I mean, somebody walks in the door and everybody jumps up and hugs them and everything else. And, you know, I, I kind of got a sense of that. I, I knew a lot of folks digitally, if not, I had never shaken their hand or hugged their neck before but you know, a couple of years ago when we went down to Amcon in Dallas, I mean, it was kind of the same thing where, uh, you know, got to, to meet a bunch of my friends in person for the first time, which only makes sense if you do stuff online, but, uh, that's exactly the way it was. And it was kind of a family reunion, uh, for some of us. And, and I met more members of the family down there that I didn't know before. So that was even better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Patrick says that Nebraska is closer to Detroit than Atlanta is. Dude, how about this? Why don't you swing by and pick us up and we're there? <laughs> we'll just ride with you, Patrick. <laughs> Not that far
1: out of the way. I like I like that he's giving you some gentle persuasion, right? That's right. Yeah, that's I mean, that's I mean how he rolls. look, we have all the people who are watching live, we have all the people who are gonna watch it. When you put it on replay on the net. Oh, yeah. I want each and every one of you to send John a note telling him to come to Detroit and to do his show from Detroit. Now I know Amanda bucks. when she came, she did uh episodes, interviews with all the celebs who were there. You need to come
0: out there too. Dude, I yeah. my my financial advisor just told us or told me that uh, it's not that we need <laughs> we don't need convincing. <laughs> We just need the time and the money to go. So all those people that want to send me a note, put 10 bucks in it and uh, we'll see how far we get. But otherwise, Do you uh, have any tip jars on the website? You know, You have I a mean, tip jar on the website? You, well, YouTube has the super chat option and then they keep, what is it? 30% of it. So those super chats don't grow very I mean, you got to get big money in them to for them to grow very quick. And I don't have any big money super chatters. Um, uh, typically that watch the show and again, I have a hard time asking the people to, uh, to part with their their money. They're already giving me their time and uh, to ask them for their time and their money seems like double dipping. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, we're going to uh, we'll just wrap this up. I'm going to give you both a chance to uh, to give any closing thoughts and then shameless plugs for all the other stuff besides running for uh, for NRA boards. So uh, again Amanda we'll let you lead this one off.
2: Okay, well, the one thing I want to say about the about the NRA board is that Rick and I have such mutual respect for one another that even though we're both running, we both endured the, endorsed to the other so that the people who are voting for me and know that I know, like, and respect Rick and to add him to the votes. And so though I will say that I'll be extremely sad if when we get in the lineup, if Rick beats me. But at the same time, I want him in the lineup with me. I want to, uh, I want us to, I want us to be on this board together. So, so there's just a little bit of uh, Ohio, Michigan competition. You know, I'd be fine if we were one and two, right. But however that goes.
0: Or um, even if you're 24 and 25, as long as you're 24 and he's 25.
2: Yeah, you got it. You get getting the gist. You are getting the gist. So um so the other stuff that I've got going on is tune in to I on the Target Radio with Robin Amanda. Um I am the only female host of a nationally syndicated Second Amendment radio show in the nation. So that's that that's kind of unique. Um I just came off of training at the Ambassadors Academy. So any of you folks who are thinking about being Second Amendment advocates that you're thinking about um that you want to get more involved and you don't quite understand how, how all of it works together, how Instagram works with Facebook, how you do videos and cut and edit and how do, how do reels work versus stories versus, you know how do you do um, hostile communications or interviews or setting up your camera or and I that's probably not a good example since your software wouldn't let my um, unit <laughs> <laughs> I could I could talk I just couldn't hear you but um, so, so but that the ambassadors academy is taught once a year down here in Florida at the Western Orlando Firearms Training WAFT, Firearms Training Academy and it is an amazing facility and. That is some of the best training that I have ever seen. And for fun, they'll teach you how to do scenario shoots and low light stuff. And, you know, so they put you in the perfect dark and do a shoot or no shoot kind of scenario. Do you shoot? Do you run? Do you scream? Do you fight? What do you do? And um, it really brings out the inner warrior in you. So so there's that. I'm hoping, I'm waiting for the final approval to host a concealed carry fashion show at NRA in um in Indianapolis, and that's coming up in the middle of April. And wow. so come to the NRA annual meeting because it's it's an amazing place to be. So those are kind of the things that, oh, and if you're of the female persuasion, join the DC Project, dcproject.info, and get involved there. That's an amazing organization that is doing really good
0: work. I'll put that one up here too, DC Project. All right. Info. Info. Mm-hmm. all right we'll put that up on youtube and facebook uh there too so all right amanda again thank you very much for joining us and for your uh tenacity not letting that uh the audio issues just count you out i'm glad that you uh okay. decided okay. that you weren't going to sit this one out and she did not here. quit no As there's the no engineer she lady. is she figured it out and and I love seeing the the progress of your uh, your your hobbies on on Facebook. I can tell just by looking at that that uh, that there's no quit in you. So uh, if you're friends with Amanda, you get it. If right, not, then, uh, you should be friends with Amanda. So <laughs> all right, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Rick. We'll let you give any closing thoughts and any shameless plugs that you want to give.
1: Shameless plugs, man. Yes, I am shameless. Social media posts, generally speaking, my handle is C C W, And it, the placement O and the I are very important because if you misspell it, it looks like the riot, right? The city was <laughs> founded in 1701. Villa Detroit which is city by the strait my socials facebook instagram youtube twitter all detroit ccw but if you're looking for me on linkedin it's rick ector there's a couple of other rick ectors but I'm the handsome one if respect to what else am I doing I'm a national rifle association training counselor I actually train people to be national rifle association firearms instructors, and I'm also a chief rain safety officer, so I train RSOs. When I train women by the thousands, I need a ton of instructors and a ton of rain safety officers to make sure everyone is safe. If you're familiar with guns, you know what a squib load is. We've had more than I share of squib loads over the years, and we caught each and every one of them due to all the care that each individual instructor from all over the country uh, gave to the process. And of course, depending on when you see this appearance, look me up on that Fox 2 debate. We're going to be debating gun control that's expected in the aftermath of that whack job, that that bad man who killed a bunch of students up at Michigan State University. I want to thank you, John, for having me on and for inviting me. Yeah. And Amanda, it's always good to see you, and I know I'll see you again
0: soon. All right, and uh, and yeah, that's oh, I haven't even gotten into. I typically those those uh, when somebody does something like that, it doesn't usually make my show, just because there's either not enough info, or by the time there is enough uh, info and stuff has come out, people have kind of beat it to death. Uh, so I typically don't cover stuff like well, that. You know what? That doesn't mean we...
1: before the stuff even comes out, the anti-gunners, the anti-gunners yeah. are making stuff up or theorizing what best pushes their agenda. You know, there's no wait until the facts come out. You know what? Oh, they yeah. will create the so-called facts.
0: Well, and, and I mean, you know, case in point, I don't know if they have released yet what uh, what kind of firearm was used up there and maybe they have by now, but before the smoke had even I, I believe it was two
1: handguns. The,
0: the, the president mm-hmm. was going back on about uh, his assault weapons ban uh, pet project again, and uh, there was no, even if assault weapon was a real thing, there was no evidence that that's what was used. Although he's trying to now classify it wasn't any, any semi-auto handgun as that. So I mean, I guess that's
1: yeah. Well, Manuel used to say, "Never let a good tragedy go to waste." Yeah. No kidding there. Down
2: down here, there was a pictogram that came up that they said it was two pistols. So they had two pistols. And then he had eight or nine magazines. So they had all these magazines. And then he had an additional 50 bullets. And so he had 50 little bullets lined up in their pictogram. I was <laughs> like, so <laughs> it wouldn't be nearly as impressive if they said one box, right? Right. But yeah, so so we were sitting here at dinner going, okay, look at that.
0: That that's kind of like when the, you see the headline that they confiscated, you know, two rifles and and five hundred rounds of ammo from this arsenal in somebody's cash. house.
2: A cache of weapons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 If weapons they knew cash.
2: how
1: many rounds of ammunition women shoot at my annual event,
0: they probably would <laughs> yeah. storm it with pitchforks. No kidding. No <laughs> kidding. You know, people are like, a, you know, 500 I mean, you rounds 12, of ammo. I like you 1,300
1: women and multiply it by 20.
0: You, you know, we shoot a lot of ammo. Two rifles and 500 rounds is just a fun day at the range. Right. I mean, hopefully you've got enough magazines that you don't have to keep reloading them. But anyway. Uh, uh, all right. Back, to the, back to, uh, to the
2: Lansing shooter. Um, as expected, he was known to police. And they were monitoring him.
0: Apparently not well enough. Uh, <laughs> uh all right so uh so let's go to the list if you got those questions in um i I think there was one comment on facebook which was all i saw and it was it was somebody that was just trying to uh throw some shade at me so uh joe i did see you out there i just chose to ignore you uh laughing at that don't worry uh but on the youtube side we had gun websites 10x shooters jeff moeller travis p11 Joe Jag, Worthwhile Fun, made an appearance and was endorsing you as well, Amanda. Uh, I'm not sure who that is, but she knows you through DC Project. Uh, Vanessa Kitty was out there. Woods, Tim S., The Gun Foodie. Um, G23, I know G23 is not on the list, but I know you're out there. Um, uh, she says, oops, <laughs> but, uh, and of course Sandhill's sweetheart was out there as well. Uh, thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Again, please, uh, if you haven't liked the video, please do so. But uh, the bigger thing is get that share button going because, uh, YouTube, Facebook, they don't like me and they shadow ban, they demonetize, they do everything they possibly can to keep from, uh, this getting out into, into circulation. So, uh, so please, um, please hit that share button, share it with everybody. And at the very least, uh, everybody that, you know, who is an NRA member and has been for long enough to have voting status, if they remember only two names to vote for, make sure they vote for Amanda Suffolk and for Rick Ector. And, uh, if you want to know why you, uh, either haven't been paying attention or you just joined us. So go back and watch the rest of the episode and you will find out uh why that is so uh with that we're going to uh we're going to call it a night on behalf of amanda and rick sandhill sweetheart and myself we love you god bless you we'll see you next time don't forget starting in march we're going to move to wednesdays but we've got a couple more thursday episodes so have a great night everybody we love you but you got to go home or well you don't have to go home but you can't stay here get off my lawn